Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I'm your host Yolanda Williams and today I am here with Deandria and I'm really excited to have her here with us because Deandria is an empath and she is currently studying and exploring different techniques to really understand herself and her energy more. But I wanted to talk to her about all of these things because I know that her experiences will help so many of you. So, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Um, well, I already, like, off to the left. So, one of the first things I wanted to ask you about yourself, because in being around you, I can see, obviously, how sensitive you are to energy. What do you first recall about recognizing that you may be a little more sensitive than other people or a little different? Um, honestly, I remember my dad telling me about when I was like two years old, I was kind of always scared, like scared at nighttime, scared to sleep with my door open, didn't want to have the closet door open. I was always like seeing things. I would, he said he would find me in like behind his curtains, like hiding and crying and he would think I was a ghost because something's like moving behind the curtains <laughs> and he would ask me oh my goodness what's wrong and I would say they're in there and like most people you know you're just sleeping you're just dreaming and then uh, obviously I was like two he says so I don't remember that but when I turned or when I was nine years old we lived in this area in San Diego and um, I just remember waking up and I am, I know for a fact I'm wide awake and I look outside my door and there's like a ghost outside my door, a spirit, a floating head, whatever you want to call it. And so I just remember like sitting up and like blinking hard, like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, is this really happening right now? Mm -hmm. I remember how fast my heart was beating and but I wasn't scared. I was scared, but I wasn't scared. But I remember getting out of bed and walking across the room to the other side where the door was. And I like scaled the wall with my back. And I go in my mom's bedroom. I'm like, Mom, Mom, wake up. There's a ghost outside my door. And she's like, oh, you're just, sleep you're just dreaming. She said, you're just dreaming. Well, crazy I am not because <laughs> I was not going back outside her room. So I slept on the floor in her bedroom in between her bed and the sliding door and then fast forward to when I'm pregnant with my daughter um, I'm like in the living room and I just hear pacing on the carpet like sh sh you can hear like the feet shuffling on the carpet and it's just one set of feet um, shuffling almost like they're just pacing back and forth back and forth and I mean those are like my earliest um, recollections of seeing something that's not, you know, of the physical realm or whatever you'd like to call it. Um, and then just here recently, I think it just kind of started attacking me, basically, like <laughs> in my face, everywhere I turn, even people that I met at my job. And just like the energy started to just come 
just it was just there right and so I went to a medium and I asked you know what's going on and he told me and I said well I'm ready oh and I took Reiki I got <laughs> attuned in Reiki and that was a whole other um, experience yeah that was extremely strong for me so I ran from it and then I met Yolanda and so <laughs> you're coming back to it I mean it kind of came to me I think I was running from it and every step I took it was already in front of me so yes. I just kept running back into it it never I never could escape it and it wasn't really allowing me yeah to so you know embrace it I guess now, I know, again, from being around you, you're so sensitive to energy. Like, you are very um, perceptive of things being around that are non-physical. A lot of people go through that, but they don't know what to do with it. And how did you, or how are you working through being okay with that or being comfortable with that? And is does it annoy you? Like, how do you view having that sensitivity? Um, honestly, I don't really know how to explain how someone gets used to it or finds out if they're feeling it or, because I'm sure a lot of people feel it, Yeah. but they probably don't realize that there's even anything there that they are feeling. Right. So... As far as feeling energy goes, um, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I think for me, I've always been able to hear what someone's saying to me and hear more than what they were saying, but hear everything they weren't saying. Yes. And so I think that when people are talking or even trying to tell me a story or even trying to describe who they are... I knew who they were more about not what they were saying, but just what I was hearing that they actually weren't saying. Yes. Or how they were saying what they were saying. I think the perceptiveness and the intuitiveness of this all is more than like actually feeling the energy. But like Yolanda always tells me like, oh, you're reading, you're reading. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not reading. I'm just... I just heard what his body and his everything else was saying or her everything else was saying, even if they weren't verbally speaking it. So I just think it just has to depend on that person's awareness. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way to describe how to handle it or become aware of it. As far as annoying, um, <laughs> no. It's actually borderline and intoxicating feeling initially it was really a lot like I would get headaches from it and so I said oh my goodness I need to work tomorrow I am not meditating tonight forget that and so I didn't for three days and I literally did not feel my best for three days so I was like Yolanda oh my goodness you know, I haven't meditated in three days, and I feel like crap. And she's like, well, you know, you're used to plugging in. <laughs> and so um, so I went back and plugged in, and I realized that 
once you are connected probably with um, the true essence of yourself you need to stay connected it's like a car battery and you don't run the car the battery dies and then you know you need that jump again and that's kind of like how it is with being connected and trying and I don't know what I'm doing with this stuff like it's just here and I'm just trying to figure it all out that was so. a great analogy that's a really good analogy mom and I listen to the show over and over again just to hear you say that but it's true and one of the things though and I told you even on my own you know learning all of these different tools I had no idea what I was doing with it either and I have even today, years later, I know it may seem like I know what I want to do, but I really don't. I have no idea what this will turn into or which direction I'll go next. So I can't wait till I'm like you and don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. I mean, because you know, I'm sure you've had the experience already. It does change you in a lot of ways, and it changes your perspective the more that you start to play with energy and your intuition and meditation and all of these things so that's why it is kind of hard to say where you're going or what you're going to do because you don't even know what you'll real realize about yourself tomorrow yeah but you just know that it's supposed to be something like you just have this like it's almost like a gravitational pull that oh my goodness like I have this gift and I actually had a client tell me oh, what a shame to have that gift and not share it. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like my wake-up call because I'm running from all this healing energy that I have. And um, it kind of just, I mean, I wasn't ready to embrace the goodness that it could do. Mm -hmm. I was more afraid of the power that it felt like I had, even right. though it's not even really a power that I have. I don't know, it's hard to articulate, but it um, you just know that there's something you are supposed to be doing like that's greater than your everyday mundane life. It's something else out there. No matter how crazy other people may make you look, like it's just <laughs> something there you're supposed to do and you're just trying to find out yeah. what that is. I'm really glad you said that because it, a lot of people struggle with that. Especially, um, I think it's hard to, especially when you are caught in your routine and what you're used to and not wanting to be judged, it's very easy to try to ignore that pull or that calling. But like you said, it never goes away. And so it's almost like you, people end up in like this conflict with themselves and never feeling satisfied or fulfilled because they don't allow themselves to explore that. So whenever I hear stories like yours or, you know, get to meet people like us it excites me because I know it takes a lot to allow yourself to just do it and sometimes you have to talk yourself into it I cannot be around Yolanda without the energy swarming <laughs> she finds it comical obviously because your face I can always tell once you start to feel the energy present in the room your whole face just yeah it's it is funny um, speaking of, do you have suggestions for people who may question um, what they feel or sense? Because, again, like how you are very sensitive to energy and, you know, when you're trying to figure out what it is or what it means, like have you learned anything that you can 
recommend to people or the only thing I can tell you is go and find some classes and if it's if it's interesting enough to you that you want to seek out how to um, cultivate it, how to manifest it, how to utilize it, how to whatever, go hit up Yolanda, take an online <laughs> course. Like, there's ways to figure it out. And you know what? You might figure it out and be like, I'm cool on that. Or you might figure it out, quit your job, and go heal the world. Like, whatever extreme you're at, go find out. Like, you know, feed the beast. Yeah. And then see where you want to go with it. But don't sit there and dilly-dally and be like, oh, what did I just feel? Huh? You know what I mean? Otherwise, you'll always be wondering what it is. Okay, I have to tell you this because of um, your, all the Virgo and your chart. You know, that... that um, workbook that's going out in my newsletter the part uh, under Virgo there's a sentence in there that I actually say Virgo is of, like no dilly dallying anyway oh, I'm sure Wonder wonderful for you <laughs> not surprising that you said something like that so another thing um, I got a lot of questions about and I know it's something that you've been playing with recently is oracle cards so a lot of people wonder like do you have to be psychic to use them? And is there any particular way to use them? And why Oracle over Tarot or vice versa? What has your experience been with Oracle? And do you have any suggestions about it? And how do you personally use them? Like, what do you use them for? Um, okay, so I took a Tarot class first. Just because I loved having my cards read. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to be able to do them for other people, not necessarily myself. And it was just for fun. Um, they just didn't resonate with me. So I just took Yolanda's Intuitive Mastery course, the 10-week course. And there was Oracle cards on one of the modules. And I was actually like, ugh, this is not my thing. So I got an angel deck because I had started... I don't know how you would say it, working with the angels where um, I would actually know when they were around. I would um, ask them for help with things and they are quick and responsive and I love working with them. So I got an angel deck. Well, the class is going, blah, blah, blah. And Yolanda's naming off all these decks that she recommends. <laughs> and she was like, now decks that I don't recommend are... The Doreen Virtue Angel. I'm like, uh, of course you don't recommend the one deck that I have. So anyway, my, um, I used that deck. I liked it because it was the angels and I felt like I was getting soft, clear messages for whatever questions that I was asking. It didn't cause me to do very much intuitive work. And you can call that lazy or you can call it just an introduction. You know, I wasn't in love with tarot. It was like way entirely too deep for me and I'm listening about that life. So um, I had that deck and then I said, fine, I will go order another deck, which turned into ordering 10 more decks. So be mindful of that. Um, but go online, Google 
oracle decks go on Amazon look and see what pictures are on there look and see what feeling you get because they really do call to you there's something about them that is um, speaking to a piece of who you are intuitively or artistically or however so do that I did that I picked 900 decks out <laughs> and then I started working with them and then one deck just started speaking to me I mean in the literal sense in the intuitive sense in the artistic sense like emotionally like I was just connected to this deck and I just started using them and then Yolanda did modules that we had to use them pretty much every module after she introduced the cards to us we had to use them every module in um, we had to read her cards one day but she had us pull the cards <laughs> but not actually read them well, my cards were sitting there next to me, talking to me the whole time, and I don't know what Yolanda said the rest of the class. I was ready to get off this classroom so I can read these cards. So, I don't think they are for everyone, but I think if you find something and you like it and you feel a connection to it, then, you know, work on it. Use them. See how you feel about it. If you don't like them, yeah. on to the next. Very true. And I like... Um what you're talking about as far as finding the deck that resonates with you, that connects with you, I think that's um, really a key for so many people because it's important to build a relationship with your deck and you can only do that if you feel drawn and connected to that particular deck. It makes your readings more full-bodied and it just makes it fuller and richer, the information that comes through. Yeah, and you're able to tell the story. Yeah. And find somebody who you can read. I found that to be more effective reading someone else than trying to read yourself. Because there's, there's this fine line of saying what you think they're saying about your own self. Then it is really piecing a story together and pulling from someone else's energy and, and, and someone else's aura. Like it's, it's just a total different ball game yeah actually I wanted to go back for a second because I wanted to ask you about this it's something that I always talk about on the show um, I tell people meditation is really like the foundation for every spiritual practice whether it's Reiki intuition all of them um, even when I did medium mediumship training the foundation was meditation so now that you've been meditating more do you notice that, I know you said you fell off when you didn't do it for three days, but can you see why meditation would be such an important foundation for any spiritual practice, really? You know, as far as meditation goes, I think no matter what level you're on, if you can do it in quiet, if you need some binaural music, or if you need a guided meditation, um... When I didn't plug in, it wasn't because I wasn't meditating necessarily. It's because when I was plugging in, I was going on a whole nother level of plugging in. Like I was up in my crown, opening, and my third eye obviously has always been on the larger end. So when I wasn't um, plugging in, um, it wasn't just that I meditated. It wasn't just that I was sitting there and you know, and trying to still myself, it was that I was consciously 
plugging in. I was consciously connecting to source energy, not just meditating. So I yeah. think I think it wasn't that, ooh, three days I didn't meditate. No, it was three days I literally did not connect to source energy. Yes. I didn't go up to the high heavens. Yeah. You know, and I yes. think that's a totally... I think it's a separate thing than just sitting in stillness. Yeah, it's something... Um, with that too and it's you know and I hate to say this because it sounds like avoidance and not answering the question sometimes when people ask you and you're like well you have to have the experience but especially with a lot of these kinds of techniques and tools like you really do have to have the experience to Period. understand it absolutely so like with meditation and to say um oh meditation it shifted me and it opened me up energetically and it shifted my awareness and my perspective. I mean, it really, truly did, but I think unless someone had that as part of their practice, it would be hard to truly comprehend what I'm saying. And for people who... (laughs) For people who maybe not used to connecting um, with their higher selves or doing intuitive work, although they may hear what you're saying about... um, what it feels like to connect in that way it's a it's again something hard to understand until you do it for yourself i told you your people are funny yeah i wish they would talk to me (laughs) my people like yolanda they do not want to talk to me (laughs) well they do that's why you feel them so strongly (laughs) she's over here vibrating and i'm like let me close my eyes so i can get my life together (laughs) close your eyes so you can see oh yeah Uh, That's funny. Uh, Another thing I wanted to ask you about, um, a lot of people also come into wanting to play with, you know, different techniques and learn different things, but they feel like they're not the type or they don't have the look, so they wonder if, um, a lot of people have this perception that spiritual looks a certain way or it has to mean that, you know, you are a vegetarian, things like that. So, uh... (laughs) can you say from your own experience even what does that mean to you or what does it look like to be spiritual or on a spiritual path or just what has it meant for you like in your personal expression of that um I feel like if someone thinks that they don't have the look it has nothing to do with how they look but how they think yes so I don't look at someone and say they don't look like an empath or they don't look like intuitive or they don't look like. But I may look at someone and say, oh, those aren't the actions of someone who yes. is intuitive. Because even, you know, Yolanda always say, ooh, and always journey into the... And I love that saying. <laughs> but um, if you're acting a way that you wouldn't want to have um, boomerang back to you, mm-hmm. then to me that's a sign that maybe you aren't... Um, working with the right set of tools. Yes, yes, yes. And that's an interesting way to put it. I like that. (laughs) I wish on the show you could see, like, your facial expressions because they really give, like, that exclamation to what it is (laughs) that you're saying. I'm an expressive person. People say that even when I'm looking at them telling me what they're telling me. Yeah. And um, I know they're talking... Baloney. Mm-hmm. I have to watch my mouth. I have a horrible mouth. <laughs> um, um, so I'll just cock my head to the side like a puppy. And I'm like, oh my god, you know I'm lying, huh? Yes, I do. Just tell the truth. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, if you feel you are genuinely something, then be that genuine person. Mm-hmm. There is no look. There is no, ooh, I'm a vegan and I don't eat meat. Or because, you know, all that to me, that's pretentiousness. That's faking the funk. That's trying to be something that fits a mold when it's not your true genuine self. And if all this is about being honest, being full of love, being genuine, not judging, then you should be able to walk that walk. You should be able to walk in faith of what you believe in. And so if you're not being genuine, then, you know, that that's an issue all in of itself. Yeah. And I think that's a good... Um well, you've got all kinds of nuggets in here today. It's really good. Don't leave uh, me to talk. I love it. <laughs> well, that's why I'm so glad you agreed to come on the show because you do have a lot to share, and I really do think that um, your experiences and your perspective will resonate with a lot of people. So that's that's a good thing. But there was something you just said, and I completely lost it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe to come back. Um. But being true to yourself is, oh, I know what I was going to say, but the being true to yourself is so important, and I think it's a good thing to point out to people, because when they do feel like, you know, maybe they aren't spiritual because they don't look a certain way, or they don't have the same interest as other people that they perceive as spiritual, um, that really isn't what it's about, and it really is a personal journey. I mean, even though you may take a lot of classes and you may connect with so many people and you guys share an exchange. I mean, at the end of the day, it is very personal, the experience and um, everything that you have wrapped in that. But the no judgment, that is what you said that really stood out. I think that is so important for people too, not only to think that, you know, their spirituality has to fit in someone else's box, but also not to judge yourself. I mean, Whatever it is that feels right to you and you feel drawn to. Well, um trust that. My Virgoness probably does a little <laughs> bit of judging of itself. But um Yeah, I mean there's a stereotype for everything. If it's you true. feel like you're a spiritual person and walking around smelling like patchouli makes you feel more connected, hey, by all means <laughs> go. <laughs> Get you some dreads, walk around smelling like patchouli, and go chant at the beach. I mean, whatever makes you feel connected, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. No, it's true. And it's funny, I always joke. And I, and say, I love patchouli. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes and walks and chants on the beach. So, oh, yeah. I don't know about the chanting, but I will go there. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I, I joke about this all the time like I know people think um they'll send me emails and I know that they think I'm like sitting on a lotus flower like meditating all day and I'm like no it's really not not at all there are a lot of lotus flowers over here (laughs) she's just not sitting on it (laughs) there's a lot that I do that would be I guess considered like you know people would identify it as being in the realm of spirituality but not everything that I do and it's not like you know all consuming and I don't judge myself for what I do enjoy and what I love and I mean on top of that we're all working on ourselves and who knows which I would like to chime in there Mm -hmm. the working on yourself part yes you know I did some classes before I took this intuitive mastery course um and the number one thing that 
she teaches is to address your own mess. Yes. And that rhymed. That did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, address your own mess. New tagline. You I, need to you write that what? down. <laughs> I, I really think that should be like your banner for your business. <laughs> no, but um, really trying to figure out what makes you tick and why that makes you tick. Why are you drawn to Reiki? Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like um, healing someone, you're being called to do that? Why do you feel like cards is what... I mean, really sit down. She has... I mean, every module she has you do, she has you do it with you first. Connect. Know how your own energy feels. I think one of the best exercises she had me do was to recognize my own space. Really sit down, focus on your chakras, expand your chakras, close your aura in and see how it feels with just you in there. And if you have guides, if you have angels, if you've met your your master guide or ascended masters or whoever, and have them come in and really experience what it feels like when someone is impeding on your space, when someone else has been invited into your space, and when it's just you alone inside of your space. And I think that might be one of the um, most useful tools that she introduced me to in that module or in that course. I'm really glad you enjoyed that. And I think it's actually one of the most important um, things for people to learn about themselves is what their energy feels like so that you can have more of an awareness of when something's in your space that isn't yours and you get to understand and know what is yours and what's not and knowing you don't have to hold other people's mess as you called it but i think even on a more lower level than that is realizing that you have control over your space because i didn't even know we had control over our space i didn't know that i had the control and I like control, to, um, <laughs> to expand my space, to close in my space, to check my space, to make sure no one's attaching to me and no one's, you know, I'm not dealing with psychic attacks and, and all this other stuff that there is just, it is like the biggest multi-layered onion you will ever experience. And if you are an empath, if you are an intuitive, if this is something you feel like you have these sensitivities or these awarenesses that you're not necessarily aware of what they are, um, this is the kind of stuff you want to actually seek out. And someone who allows you to, you know, modify what they introduce you to to fit your own self. Don't go to somebody who wants you to do things their way because your way is not, 99% of the time, not going to be their way. Right. That is really true. And um, that's I'm glad you point that out too because I think it's a really good thing to encourage people to always take whatever tools they learn and make them their own and really trust and believe in the way they feel guided to use these different tools and personalize it. And not to compare yourself to other people. Like even for... That's hard. Yeah. It is. <laughs> no, it is. I remember when I first started and it was before I would hear or see things. And I would be in classes with people who said they heard and saw all kinds of things. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Am I broken? Like, what's the problem? Seriously, I am such a hater when it comes to that. <laughs> I'm like, you saw a dead rabbit? How did you see it? I'm not seeing anything. 
<laughs> yeah, but then it's funny because in that space when we compare, a lot of times we overlook what we are naturally gifted at and what we actually are perceiving and how we can translate those things. So for anyone out there that is going through that, just know and trust that if you're working on your understanding of things and as you come to get to know you more, it will become more apparent of how you're receiving information, how you perceive and translate energy, all of those things. And it really does develop as you practice. I mean, I always tell everyone, practice, practice. So before we go, I wanted to check with you one last thing. Do you have any recommendations for people who are maybe just starting to look for answers about, you know, energy work or themselves or just any of these things that may seem esoteric. Were there any books that you started with or did you Google? <clears throat> like, what did you do? Um, honestly, I, well, how it started for me was through a medium. And then, um, angels would come and I was like, oh, maybe I should learn more about them. So then I bought some angel books and... But I just don't feel like you learn very much from just reading things. I think you really need to be in a setting to where you can be guided to practice these things. Like, yeah. I can read about stuff all day long. But until I sat down and I experienced what it felt like to connect, what I ex when I experienced how to go through my chakras and feel which one I knew was off and how to balance them and... You know, how to bring your vibration up or your consciousness up or... I mean, I just don't know if there are books to teach that. Yeah. But, I mean, send her an email so if you guys found one, so she can tell me and I can go look at some new ones too. <laughs> but other than that, I would say really seek out somebody who's teaching and see how you feel about that person. If you're a person who can meet somebody and instantly like them or instantly be put off, really, 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 really pay attention to that. What area flares up in you when someone's talking to you, when someone's calling you, when you think about someone? Really pay attention to where your sensitivities lies, where your attention gets drawn intuitively, and, and trust yourself, which is another hard thing to do, but it's easy for me to tell you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the biggest things, that trust, 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 trust yourself, but it comes with practice and it comes in time. I'm so glad that you, um, again, agreed to do this and that you shared with everyone um, your tips about your humor, which I love, <laughs> and what your experience has been. Like, I really do. I love it. So hopefully, as you keep going on your path, because I know you are, um, you'll come back again and share your new developments. Okay, her facial expression is saying, yeah, right, but she'll be back to share. <laughs> My facial looks, never mind. Right. Yes, I shall, be, I shall return. You will return. <laughs> so I thank everyone for joining DeAndre and I today. And remember to always journey in, in love. love. Yes, yes.